welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode! Yay, mini-sodes! I feel like we've been doing a lot of these lately. We have been. Well, we're uh, obligated by our Patreons. Oops, <laughs> can't get the lid off my beer. There we go. Uh, to do two mini-sodes a month and four regular episodes a month. And because of all of our traveling in June, we were behind on that obligation. Yes. So this one officially catches us up, and then hopefully we can stick to it in August, and then we'll be good. <laughs> Yay. Go team. So what'd you open over there? Um, I've been eyeballing this one since I've gotten back. This is one of the last Indiana beers that I have. Um, it is Centerpoint Brewing Company. Uh, and it is the Blood Orange IPA. Mm. And I'm not a huge IPA fan, but I just took a whiff of this one and it smells delicious. So I'll do a little taste test. Yeah, I brought a six pack of that back and we were big fans of it. Yeah, it's not too, for an IPA, it isn't like overly happy. I think the Blood Orange kind of balances that out a little bit. So I'm a yeah. fan. Nice. But what are you drinking over there? So I'm drinking a Great Lakes Brewing Company Buckin Mule Moscow Mule Ale. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's an ale brewed with ginger and lime. And the label has the most adorable donkey. Aww. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, it's bucking. That's what it's doing. You know, it's like up on its back <laughs> legs with its front legs up. It's a bucking mule. Imagine that. <laughs> Go figure. Um, but yeah, it's brewed by Great Lakes Brewing Company, which is outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And I picked this up while we were at the Naperville Ale Fest from Binnie's, um, even though I can totally get this in Ohio. But I saw it there and I was like, <gasps> it has a donkey on it. <laughs> That is awesome. Ooh, and it's um, it's very limey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the the mule is bucking because it's just having that ooh feeling too. <laughs> yeah, it's very limey and very gingery. Uh, the description really says it all. It says we ponied up loads of lime peel, tangy ginger, and dry rye. Then kicked in bright citra hops to create this cocktail-inspired beer of a different color. So I'm guessing it's the rye was why I went, because I don't really like rye. Um, like, get it? Like a horse of a different color? <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyways, our drink sponsor this week is Jessica Hawkins. So thanks for... Uh, sponsoring our drinks and letting us try something. I mean, I feel like both of these are a little weird for both of us. So thanks mm -hmm. for letting us get weird. <laughs> Jessica would like that we got weird on her. Oh, that oh, would good. be her jam for sure. Good, Perfect timing then. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today, Bev? So we're going to talk about how to survive an ale fest. Yes, because I think... We can consider ourselves seasoned professionals, you know, because we've both done solo once before, but now we've done two together. So I think we're basically professionals at attending ale fests. Yeah. And it's actually 
really important information to have um, because you can really mess yourself up in a nail fest if oh, you don't do it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've definitely been there and done that. Oh, same. I think. And sorry, mom, because I know you're listening. Uh, the first <laughs> one I went to, I ended up and it was the winter ale fest. I ended up dancing on a table with an old lady. Um, <laughs> and it was like near the end. And then we went to the store afterwards and I dropped a cookie cake like face down. And my brother just kept oh my walking gosh. and told my now husband, like, she's your problem now. Um, but the cookie cake was fine in case anybody was concerned. And we did buy it and go home and eat it. So, <laughs> I mean, I can think of nothing better after a nail fest than to have a cookie cake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that the thing with that too though was like we were at the ale fest and obviously I had quite a bit of alcohol and then we went to like a bar and restaurant afterwards and I kept drinking. So I was pretty silly. Um but I have since learned my lessons and have not gotten that lit as the kids would say um since then. <laughs> so this is very important information um, because it is very easy to just take all those drink tickets and just keep going and going and going. Well, and I have a similar experience after my first ale fest. Uh, my very first one was Strong Beer Fest in Phoenix, Arizona, and oh. this was several years ago. Um, but yeah, the whole purpose of Strong Beer Fest was that it was strong beers at the time. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh i just remember my friend throwing money on my lap and shoving us into a taxi because this was before uber was being used a lot <laughs> so i guess that kind of dates me a little bit uh and just telling the driver our address to take jared and i home and then when we got there uh our neighbors we had like shared backyards in phoenix because we had like an extra backyard and we had done open fences on that area so that we could all see each other hanging out in the backyard and all of our neighbors were in the next backyard over and i just walked back there and i was like we just got back from a beer fest and my kids need to eat and I can't figure out how to turn the oven on. Will someone come feed my kids? <laughs> One of the ladies popped up and she's like, yes, I'm on it. <laughs> she's probably like, I've been there before. I got you. Yep. <laughs> I think Jared was hiding in the shower. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh we God. learned a lot of lessons that year. <laughs> So while those might be hilarious to listen to, we want you to be able to avoid, if you so choose, those bad decisions that we've made previously and share how our later ale fests have been more successful. Yeah, and way more fun. It's oh. way more fun oh, yeah. when you can walk out of the ale fest. <laughs> yes, yes. Although this year I felt like I was in a little bit of pain, but we'll explain why Sam feels that way after it's not really alcohol related. <laughs> <laughs> so, tip number one don't skip breakfast. This is very important. Yeah, not only is it the most important meal of the day, but most ale fests start at like 12 or 1. Mm -hmm. So they start at a really inopportune time to have lunch beforehand because they want you to eat the food at the food trucks there. Right. So that's why they like time them so weird. But if you're not a breakfast person, then you go in there and run straight for all the beer 
with nothing but acid in your stomach. Right. And that is no bueno at all. So eat something, um, something that would I, – I prefer to eat carbs for, before I go to an ale fest. So because in my mind, whether this is true or not, I feel like it's a good base and it soaks things up. Um, and it gets your body going and gives it some energy. So that is the route I usually take is some kind of like, we didn't do pancakes this year. What did we have? We had muffins. So I had muffins and like a little bit of egg. Um, Mm. yeah. So that was this year's choice thing that I did. And this is not an ad, but I also am a big fan of liquid IV. So it's like an electrolyte palette (laughs) palette. pack it and you dump it into bottle water and it's like you're drinking three bottles of water so i drank one of those before we went to oh that was a good idea i had blueberry pancakes they were delicious so speaking of liquid iv also uh one thing that you definitely want to be sure that you do is that you hydrate yes before during and after an ale fest (laughs) All of the above. (laughs) Yes. Especially if it's going to be a hot ale fest. What were the temperatures while we were in Naperville? I think it was like 80 or 90, I think. Like 80s, 90s. I can't remember. But that sun was hot. Well, and my favorite part, too, was I woke up that morning and I messaged Sam a screenshot of my weather app. (laughs) And it said... That it was going to be 124 degrees in Naperville that day. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, that is, like, not what my app says. My app says it'll be, like, 90. So that's making 90, like, not seem so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think my app was drunk before I even got to the oh, but <laughs> Yeah, it did not hydrate. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that app needed to hydrate. So another cool thing about the Naperville Ale Fest, too, is that they do allow you to bring in pretzel necklaces. And you can also buy pretzel necklaces when you're there. Um, But we've been making our own since I've been going to the Naperville Ale Fest. And um, not only can you put pretzels on there, this year we also put, like, these little shortbread cookie things on there, too. But we saw a guy with, like, a pouch attached to his pretzel necklace that held a pizza pizza um i've (laughs) seen people put like string cheese around their neck uh so you can get creative with your pretzel necklaces but those are a lifesaver when you're walking around and you have a snack necklace like oh my gosh they they make a big difference yeah, and they've been allowed at most of the – I'm going to say all of the Ale Fests I've ever been to. I can't remember not wearing one into an Ale Fest. And I do love how it's turned into if you can wear it around your neck, you can bring it. Yeah. Because there's all sorts of things hanging from people's necks, and it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you're like, you're not even drinking yet, and people are wearing pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the number one tip – that Jared and I learned at our very first ale fest is that you don't have to drink the whole sample, especially if you don't like the beer. Yes. Yeah. And I really stuck to that this year with how hot it was. And I was just like, if I didn't like it, I poured it out. Um, And then 
at most ale fests too, I think they have like little water coolers that you can go like rinse out your glass too. Um, so you can not have weird beer film from other beers that you don't like so much in there. Uh, but yeah, that, that is definitely a key to success is if you don't like it, pour it out. Even if you do like it, but you feel like you're ready for your next one, pour it out because worst case scenario, like you go back and get more of it. If you're sad that you poured it out before, like just do yourself a favor and follow that tip and you'll be far ahead of the game. Yeah, and seriously, give zero clucks about anything that anybody says to you about pouring the beer out because there are going to be those people that are like, oh, alcohol abuse. Uh, I was probably one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably was a few years ago, but now I like I get it. Like, yeah. you just if you don't like it, don't drink it. Life's too short to drink beer you hate. So exactly. if you don't like it, dump it for sure. And I think this next tip goes like piggybacks on the last one. Like it's not a race. Like it is not a race. You can go at a slow pace. Like the ale fest for non-VIP is four hours. For VIP, which I've never done in Naperville, five hours. So you should pace yourself as you're going along about your day (laughs) and just realize that you have time to enjoy and sip and feel the cool breeze talk to the vendors like you don't have to be chugging the whole time to be happy well and I feel like the ale fest kind of give you that mindset that it's a race because they're like these limited release ones are only coming out at these specific times and you need to hurry over there and get them or else you're not gonna get to drink it and it's like I mean, I guess that's how they, like, get the hype and get some of the, like, more beer snobby people to want to come to their ale fest. Just, like, have those limited things. But, like, if you're just a casual beer drinker and you're there to just enjoy the atmosphere and get to enjoy a lot of beers in a small space, like, don't fall into that mindset that, like, you have to try all the ones that have released at 2 p.m. or else you're never going to get to have them. (gasps) Right, because more most likely, like, that beer sample that you might miss out on probably won't change your life. Like, I had some really good beers there, um, and, but I don't know that I would say any of them, like, changed my life to the point where if I didn't have them, I would be upset. Um, but, you know, I'm not, like, a... I wouldn't call myself a beer snob. I think I'm snobbier with my beer than I was five years ago. But for me, it's just, yeah. And, and if you want to, prioritize those beards, beers and walk into the ill fest with a plan. That's probably smart. Like, what I ended up doing was taking screenshots of the beer list of the ones that I did want to find. So the ones that I did sound, sound interesting, I knew that as we were walking around to look for those brewery names... Um, so that I knew I could go there instead of wasting my time at some place that has two two IPAs that I most likely wouldn't like. Um, so you can prioritize that way so you don't feel like you have to rush through things to find something that you do like. Yeah, for sure. That's good advice. And you also want to be sure and eat something besides yes. your snack necklace. And besides the breakfast that you had probably like four hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we indulged in some happy lobster and I think you guys had something else too, right? Yes. 
I had some empanadas as well because mm. Jared got Happy Lobster also, but we had just been on that trip to Maine, so I did not <laughs> want to eat any more lobster. I was like totally lobstered out, but I did get one of those whoopie pies because I guess Maine is really well known for those, um, like, I guess... I was going to try to describe it, but it's a whoopie pie. What is there to describe? It's like <laughs> chocolate cake cookie things with like big creamy goodness in the middle. <laughs> Ew, that sounded gross. <laughs> yeah. It was super delicious while I was drunk, though. <laughs> yes. And the happy lobster is just something that I always feel the need to get. But it was like $17 a sandwich or something. But it is so yeah. good. And then they had like lobster mac and cheese meat or uh, mac and cheese balls too, which were phenomenal. Those are really good. Yeah, I think those were new too. I've never had them before, so that was a nice addition to the to the lobster roll. So very good. But we, I feel like we timed out the uh, eating of the weird time, weirdly timed lunch pretty well. With the amount of alcohol that we had had. Yeah. And I think we had just gotten done talking to a rep uh, or the marketing guy from Wild Tonic. And, like, as we were talking to him, I was, like, eyeballing the Happy, happy Lobster truck. So then when I found out Matt was already standing in line, <laughs> I was, like, oh, hell yes. That's amazing. <laughs> he knows me so well. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and um, all of the other food trucks there looked really good. And, yeah. you know, most of the Ilfests have really good food trucks at them. There were some – Happy Lobster seemed to have, like, the biggest line because everybody was going crazy for the fresh lobster. And as someone who just got back from a really nice trip to Maine, I have to say that, yeah, their lobster was really good. I didn't even feel like lobster anymore, and I had a bite of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see why this had, like, the biggest line. But – the empanadas were super fast and cheap, and they were delicious, and they're, like, really protein-packed. They had, like, the pulled pork ones, and I got, like, chicken and pesto ones, and they got bread on them. So it was all sorts of good food. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with lunch. And the thing that we did while we were eating was, uh, and this is related to another tip, is to find shade when possible during a summer ale fest, mm-hmm. and we sat in the shade and ate our food and we stood in the shade a lot too and I think that did save us I did still get a little bit of a sunburn (laughs) that's probably another tip uh bring sunscreen and wear it Sam brought sunscreen but did not wear it uh, because I got (laughs) distracted by all the beers but because we were in the shade so much I didn't get too terribly sunburned but it was still wasn't like fun You know, it's funny. I had two cans of sunscreen inside my bag and Jared used it and sprayed himself down. I didn't, but I had already put my, um, I, I have like a 110 sunscreen that I put on my face and my chest and my neck Mm -hmm. because I'm 35 now. So I'm just trying to like pay just a little more attention to the damage that the sun is doing to my face and chest. And um, so I put that on every morning and I did for the ale fest as well. So like the important parts were covered in sunscreen and I didn't sunburn anywhere else. So yeah, my face, I had like, I put SPF under my moisturizer that also has SPF and my makeup that also has SPF. So my face didn't burn too, because I'm like really aware of that for the same reason and definitely have like upped my skincare game because I don't want to look older than I need to. (laughs) So, yes, all of that is very important just because, you know, skin cancer, but also don't look old if you don't need to. (laughs) 
so I have a weird tangent. Oh boy. We <laughs> we have a an Amish guy that comes over to do Herc's hooves. So mm-hmm. our farrier is Amish. And he was talking to me the last time he was here, which was last Saturday, and he's like, I don't mean to pry, but I'm curious, how old are you? And I looked at him, I was like, I'm 35. And he's like, oh, I thought you were in your 20s. And I just like <gasps> oh started gosh. maniacally laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, you're just, <laughs> you're just trying to like compliment me. <laughs> Aw, do you think so, or do you, but, you don't think he actually meant that? I well, I mean, maybe he did mean that. He did make a joke about how I was the second donkey in the pasture while I was trying to catch Herc earlier that morning. <laughs> so maybe he was trying to make up for that bad joke. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe he could sense that it, it was a little weird. <laughs> maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> But yeah, it's sunscreen on the face. It's important. It is. It'll make you look like you're in your 20s and the Amish will compliment you. I mean, life goals right there. Yeah, for sure. And something else you definitely want to do when you're going to an ale fest is go with fun people. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is not the time to take your Debbie Downer friend that you may love very dearly. Um, but kind of isn't, you know, a Debbie Downer, maybe a negative Nancy. Um, you want to go with fun people that are open to wandering and socializing and just enjoying themselves and being low maintenance. At least that's what I look for. And I feel like we have that core group now going to the sale fest (laughs) that it's like, it just works and nobody's an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've had two years in a row where we've gone and just, like, had the best time. Mm-hmm. And we did so well at the Ale Fest together. We were even able to go to a party at your brother's house afterwards and all hang out for several hours. Yes. And we listened. <laughs> we ended up watching Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which if you've never seen it before, you need to Google it. And then you'll be like, what the hell is this? But we watched, we wanted to watch it so badly at my brother's house that we watched it in a different language because they've taken it off of Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) They've taken it off of Netflix and YouTube. So we like watched it on Venmo, Venmo, Ven, I don't know what it was called. Venmo. That. And a different language and sang along in English when we could. So. So, yeah. It was pretty awesome. And by then, I was pretty sober. So, <laughs> I have Me no too. Excuse. I was, like, sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yes. And the crazy thing is that people were still going at, like, 1130. At, like, 11, I was like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had we were long gone by then. I think Jared and I peaced out at, like, 930. Maybe 10. Yeah, I think it was, like, 10. So, I stood okay. around at 8 for a little longer. <laughs> Okay. Um, aside from fun people and the multiple times you should eat, there's also the need for a bathroom situation. This year, I don't think I hydrated enough or maybe I sweat everything out, but I did not have to go to the bathroom when I was there, um, which was probably a bad sign. But that was okay because of how hot it was and, and the only option you have is porter potties and nobody likes that in the summer when you've been sweating and you're wearing 
like jeans and you pull them down then you got to pull them up and you have your phone and your bag and the small spot nobody wants that and then you got to go like wash your hands at these weird pump things and you feel like you're not really clean so bring hand sanitizer that way you can do that before you eat before and after you go to the bathroom like whatever you need to do um just much easier than feeling like you're not really getting clean while you're pumping water with your foot uh, to wash your hands. <laughs> you know, I don't think I hydrated enough either because I don't remember using the bathroom this year. Either. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I don't think Jared did or Matt. I don't even oh know my if gosh. my brother and sister-in-law did either. <laughs> we just all sweat it right out. <laughs> we must have. It was like 10 times hotter this year than it was the year before. And I remember yeah. it being super hot last year as well. But I do remember using the porta potty last year. And it was so awful and disgusting, but, like, the mom in me was like, I can't make anybody else sit on this. So I, like, wadded up all the toilet paper, and I cleaned the porta potty for the next person that was going to go in. You such a good human. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ew, what kind of awful person would do something like this? And I just cleaned it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I live on a farm. I've raised two kids. Like, I've definitely seen some gross things. <laughs> and hand sanitizer. <laughs> Hand sanitizer, necessary after something like that. Yes. So, you know, another thing that you probably shouldn't do is jump around a house of pains, jump around after drinking for four four hours. Um, Or, you know, maybe you should. That, there was this live band that was there and they sang that and like, people just went nuts. So we were jumping around and it was hot. But it was so fun to watch. <laughs> but it, it did kind of like end things for me in a way. <laughs> did it? <laughs> but not really because then we just turned around and did the Cupid Shuffle. That's right. Which I've decided is the only acceptable way to end a beer fest. Oh, so now we're going to have to do that every year whether the band plays it or not. Just play it from our phones. Whether the band plays it or not, we're Cupid <laughs> shuffling our way out of there. The Uber driver is going to be like, nope. <laughs> You're not getting in here. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We did the Cupid shuffle for so long, I actually like got out of breath and had to stop and go sit down in the shade. <laughs> I think we both did that, and then we just, like, laid in the grass for a while, like, waiting for my brother and sister-in-law to come back. Like, yep. they went and did, like, a final loop, which I could not do another loop. I was like, I need to go home and eat some – I need to eat again. Because when Sam drinks, she has to eat throughout to, to maintain and to keep going, um, which is why I don't drink all day. Because I'd be huge because of the amount of food I would have to eat to keep going. So this is why it's like a once, one to two times a year kind of thing for me. Because I would be huge if this was all I did. But it's so much fun. And you know what? I think that when you do something too often, it kind of takes the fun out of it. So that's kind of the best part about beer fasting. Like one or two a year is perfect. If you're doing it too often, it kind of loses its magic. right? Right. I agree. So I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but do you remember what your favorite beer was that you tried? Oh, gosh. Um, it's also blurry. 
It is. It's all extremely blurry. There were two beers that are standing out in my memory. And I actually, I had to check my untapped because I could not remember any of the beers. But I did check into a few of them. Uh, the first one was Bam Bam Loves Pebbles. And that oh, was yeah. a wheat beer that was brewed with fruity pebbles. Okay. I found that beer so hilarious because that article that was one of my can't evens several weeks ago talked about how, well, if people can brew beer with fruity pebbles, like then why not bull testicles? (laughs) 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 So it was just like, it went very full circle for me and it actually tasted really good. It was good. Mm -hmm. I like fruity pebbles. So me too. And then the other one, and that um, Bam Bam Loves Pebbles was by Will County Brewing Company. And the other one is called Grammy Cakes. Oh, yeah. That was by Maplewood Brewing Company. Um, And that's the one that tasted like graham crackers and like maple and bacon and Mm -hmm. something else. I don't even remember at all. It was good. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here it is. This pastry perfection was brewed with cinnamon, vanilla, Metra coffee, and graham crackers with its rich flavors and creamy mouthfeel. Even little Debbie ain't got shit on this one. (laughs) Creamy mouthfeel. Creamy mouthfeel. I mean, that's the best way to describe a beer. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite or most memorable beer? So I would definitely have to say Finch Beer Company's Taco Cat. Oh, yeah. Because I ended up loving the beer and their short, their shirts that they were wearing with Taco Cat on it so much that I ended up ordering a shirt, like, not even a week later. <laughs> but I really liked that one because it was a sour, but it wasn't, like, overly aggressive. I feel like with sours, sometimes I feel like I can only drink one of them. But that one, I feel like I could have a couple and not feel gross. Um, so I really liked that one. Unfortunately... I can't get it anywhere around here. Like, I've looked on, like, beer finder apps, and it's all just in, like, the Chicago area. So I might have to see if my brother and sister-in-law can grab some and bring it this way next time they come through town. But (laughs) it's like, I need Taco Cat. (laughs) I need to order myself one of those shirts. I totally meant to do it when you told me that you ordered yours. And I forgot. (laughs) I got it in like two days. Like I ordered it on a Thursday afternoon and I had it Saturday morning. It's so fast. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That's service for you. Mm -hmm. So I think I only have one more story to tell about the beer festival. Yeah, it needs to be told. It does. It needs to be told. I should have written down some notes, but I didn't. All of this is going to basically just be from my memory. But uh, when Jared and I travel, we typically use Airbnb. And last year for the beer festival, we were able to stay in like some really rich person's carriage house in Naperville, which was like super cool. (laughs) Because a carriage house is like one of those like little apartment things that's built into like the arch that goes across somebody's driveway. I don't know how else to describe that. I feel like that's a pretty good description. Yeah. And it was really neat because it was like comfy. It was kind of nice. It was separate from their real house. So like we didn't have to like look at them or like walk through their house or anything. (laughs) And when we booked this year's Airbnb, we could not find anything like that again. And we thought to ourselves, we were like, well, 
it's a beer festival. We're going to be with Sam and her brother and, and Matt and stuff for most of the time. So let's just get whatever Airbnb we can get and it's going to be fine. Well, the Airbnb that we picked out was a room inside somebody else's house, but it was like the whole floor. So we thought, well, that's not going to be too weird because, you know, we're like going to have a floor to ourselves. So that shouldn't be that big of a deal. We pulled up to our Airbnb and I thought, this is going to be fine. We're going to be inside somebody else's house. It's going to be fine. And we got there and we walked in the front door and immediately this awful smell of mold like hits us in the face. And Jared couldn't remember which floor it was with ours. So he looked and he's like, oh, there's a basement. They probably renovated their basement for the Airbnb. So it's we've got to be staying in the basement. And we walk down into the basement and I'm like, oh, my God, we are not staying in this basement. <laughs> there was stuff everywhere. And Jared's opening doors because he's like, I'm pretty sure that it's just like a room in the basement. This is going to be fine. We can walk through this just to get to our room. It's going to be fine. We, we found ourselves saying that to ourselves and each other multiple times during this interaction. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> Which is your number one sign that it's not going to be fine. <laughs> no. And as he's opening doors, it's getting worse and worse. Like each room is worse and scarier than the next. And so finally, like, I looked at him. I was like, stop opening doors. We're not staying in this basement. And he's like, hold on. Let's go back upstairs. I'm going to look at the listing again. Maybe we're staying in the second floor. He goes upstairs. He looks it up. He's like, yes, we're staying in the second floor and not the basement. And I was like, oh, phew. Okay. I mean, because people's basements don't have to be clean. I mean, we keep all sorts of junk in our basement. Like, I'm not expecting people to have clean basements. (laughs) But... We walk through the house to get to our second floor area, and it's clear that hoarders live here. There's, like, pizza boxes, laundry, shoes, stuff. There's so much stuff on, like, all of the surfaces. Like, you can't sit at them or sit on them. No no sitting on the couch. No eating at the (sighs) table. Like, it was insane. And so, by this point, I'm, like, sort of internally, like, having a panic attack. (laughs) So I'm like, we're really going to stay in this house? Like, it just, it's not that it was dirty, like, in a gross way, Mm -hmm. but it was really uncomfortable to, like, be surrounded by that much junk that's not yours. Yeah. Like, it was very anxiety-inducing to me. Uh. And we went upstairs, and the bedroom was fine. The bathroom was okay, but there was a door up there that was locked, that was like supposedly part of our area, but it had like one of their like automatic locks that they have that you can like punch a code in so that you don't have to use like actual physical keys. And we couldn't open it. And I was like, oh, well, this is a little weird. This is kind of freaking me out. And then we sat down on the bed and Jared messaged him to ask him how we could lock our door. Cause we were like, well, let's go out to dinner and we'll, <laughs> we'll feel a little better after we've eaten something and we haven't been yeah. traveling all day. And the guy messages back and just, like, gives him the code, but we can't reset it. Like, we can't set our own lock code so that we can, like, lock ourselves safely in our room. Oh. And I was like, that's it. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt so bad because I just, like, we had left because we were like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. 
we left and we start driving out to dinner and Jared's looking at me and he's like, are you okay? And I just like started bawling and I was like, we can't stay there. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, There's something about this place. It's like my gut is just telling me that we can't stay there. It's not safe. We're going to get murdered there. Like this is not okay. And Jared stops and turns around. He's like, let's go get our stuff and we'll go stay at a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And we, did. we stayed at a Super 8 and it was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. The murderino in you, the, all the red lights red flags just going off flying in the air like I would have been super uncomfortable too um so yeah I don't blame you at all that just sounds horrible and when you're texting me like hoarders live here I was like oh my god I felt so bad like it wasn't my fault but I felt so bad (laughs) it was the weirdest feeling too like, I wanted to stick up for myself, but I, like, couldn't make myself do it. I was like, I got to tell Jared I can't stay here. I got to tell Jared I can't stay here. And I just, like, started bawling. Jared's like, we don't have to stay there. You know that, right? Like, we have options. We're not stuck in this Airbnb. Like, <laughs> what a guy. I, know I didn't want to be the person to tell us that we had to go <laughs> stay at a hotel, though. I didn't want to be the weakling. But no, you got to go with your gut. Like, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And that was oh, the man. Naperville Ale Fest. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we've established that if you guys want, you're just going to stay with me and my brother in, in their very nice, clean house <laughs> next time, if you would like. I think we've been friends long enough. We can do that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been doing the podcast for, what, a year and a half? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. And you'll have a room and a door. You won't be able to lock it, I don't think. But I think you'll be all right. (laughs) Well, I'm not worried about you and Matt or your brother or his wife coming and murdering us in our sleep because I know you guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think think you're safe. (laughs) I think so, too. Well, we hope you guys found this episode to be fun and informative, even though it was non-farming. Yes, but it was drinking related. So... Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We like doing these fun one-off things every now and then. And I think that it helps to give you guys like a little peek into our personality and like the fun things that we do together when we're not podcasting. So hopefully that helps you guys feel closer to us or more like you know us a little bit. Yeah. So I guess that's it. (laughs) So drink farm and give zero clucks bye guys we drink things we farm things we drink and farm